This is a podcast where we play two episodes. Two. In the same night. Episode. But you listen to, to one. one. One a week. Seven. This whole show's a lot. It's been so long. <laughs> Happy next week. Happy next week. Happy next week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes. Eat this, slugs. This is an actual play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure, and I'm your Dungeon Master. My name is Paul. DJ Paul. And I'm joined tonight by four friends. No, uh, your name is Timothy. Four friends of mine. So you've been lying to these people for so long. No, they so know my name is long. Timothy. My, they know my name is Timothy. But you don't Paul. ever say it. It's because I don't go by Timothy. What are we doing? Timothy. He I'm joined by, by three friends in Ezra. <laughs> he, said, he said, what are we doing? He goes by Squirla. <laughs> I'm Jeffrey. What? I'm Jeffrey and I play <laughs> Georg. Hey, I'm Felicia. And I play Mogart Stonefire. Hey, I'm Ezra. And I play Claren. Hi, I'm Zach and I play Chris. We're going to get to some Dungeons and Dragons here in just a minute, but first, we've got a couple things to take care of up front. Uh, you may have heard we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes, and we have a lot of tiers that we have available. You can get episodes a few days early. Uh, you can also get access to some special episodes that uh, are not D&D and stuff like that, and Monomy Unwrapped, and all that good stuff. Oh, and if you do support us on patreon.com, then we will give you a shout out on our show. Just like Darius Gordon. Hey, Darius. Woo. Gordon Ramsay? Woo, woo, woo. Thank you, Darius. And by the way, you may recall one of our NPCs from last week, one Soren, the half wood elf ranger, uh, was an NPC created by Darius Gordon. So yeah, thank bruh. you, Darius, for your support. And uh, if you want to get a shout out, go to the patreon.com and support us. But if you don't have the, the money, to support us, and we understand it's totally fine. You and you can give us a hug. You can, and we will accept your virtual hugs. You can send us an email to letters at makebelieveheroes.com. You can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at MBH Podcast, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MBH Podcast, Instagram at MBH Podcast, or you can go to iTunes, leave us a five star review, and we will read it live on the show. Just like I underscore own underscore a underscore platypus from Canada. Does they really own a platypus? They left us this review entitled, Amazing So Far. So far, I've started listening, and I'm pretty pleased. It's family-friendly, and the people playing it are clearly having a fun time and enjoying themselves. They do a great job at role-playing their characters, and the storyline is compelling as well. So far, so good, and keep up the good work. That was back in August of 2019, so hopefully it's still good so far. Uh, I own a platypus. Thank you so much for the five-star review. Uh, we appreciate your support. And we look forward to hearing from you again in the future. Now we're going to get started with the rolling of the Giant Blue D20. Okay. Oh boy, that's a sick as a teen. About a, about had a six mm. last time, had a 16 tonight. Mm. So let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. Last time, our adventurers decided to join King Duron Shattershield and his wife Barda for an evening of dinner and leisure at the Waning Way Inn. 
And so Juniper and the four of them made their way across town. Along the way, they told Claren about the secret of Rund Cathair. And then arriving at the Waning Way Inn, Mulgert was confronted by a long-lost friend, her favorite, her BFF, Nellie Tillywink. Nellie was ecstatic to see Mogert, but Mogert less so for seeing her. Uh, Nellie joined them back in the private room where they waited for the king. Led by the barkeep and tavern owner, Duralban Ironhand, which, by the way, uh, is a patron NPC created by our very own Greg or GTSP. Sorry we wrecked that dude's hip really? bones. Really? That's awesome. Sorry we've been abusing that guy. Get wrecked, nerd. Greg, I'm sorry that our, our players abused uh, Duralban. He's a really cool dude. Yes. Uh, and the owner of Waning uh, Way Inn. So uh, anyhow, back there in the room at the Waning Way Inn, they began to talk, and Nellie shared some old stories about she and Mogert when they were kids, and they talked about what happened with Kilmont. And then, of course, Durand shows up, and then Durand really kind of brought things together as he began to just put the ball in their court and say, look, this is serious. And Barda gave a little bit of a speech about it, I guess. This is very serious. We need to know, are you with us or against us? We've got to stand against the darkness. And it seems that everyone is now finally, for sure, on the same page. Maybe. The rest of the night, you all spent eating and enjoying your time together. Nellie told some more stories, some embarrassing ones. There was plenty of orange juice to go around, turkey legs for Smokey outside. The night came to an end, and you all made the long trek back across the city to the Waxing Way Inn. Of course, Durand and Barda informed you. You were all to report to the arena two hours before the gauntlet begins. On this, the seventh and final day of the opening qualification rounds. So the next morning, you all are supposed to be at the arena at 10 o'clock. The gauntlet will begin improper at 12. So... Garla comes to the room where Juniper is sleeping, and she knocks on the door. It's early. It's like 7.30 when Juniper told her to come by, because you all did get in late with the king and all. And uh, she knocks on the door, and Juniper awakes. She comes outside of the hallway, speaks to her for a moment, and then she comes back in. Who all is in that room? Kjorg? Me. And Mogert? Okay, and Smokey. So oh, Kjorg and, Smo- and Mogert and Smokey are all inside here. She steps inside, and I'm sure you've all... Awake. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you awakened to the sound of the, the morning knock and, and Juniper waking oh, you all yeah. up and stuff? Definitely with us having to fight that day, Mogert would be not really on edge, but she's she's ready. Did you get any sleep? Are you nervous? I don't know. I'm, she's nervous. Okay, roll me a d20. Yeah, It's called wisdom. 18. Okay, what's well, a 19 with your wisdom? So you were able to get a little bit of sleep. You weren't too bothered is what I'm saying. Okay. Kjorg, you wake up? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Good. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, morning, Juniper. So that was Garla. She says that she has some breakfast ready for us. If you, um, I- I'll go wake the others. If you all want to head down. All right. Yes, breakfast. She steps outside. Uh, Smoky stretches. You heard that, then you Kyorgi. <laughs> uh, you said breakfast. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> We better go before Claren eats it all. Chris, you hear the knock at the door as Juniper comes to wake you all. I open said door. Uh, good morning, Chris. Um, there's breakfast waiting downstairs for all of us if you'd like to join us. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to get Claren up real quick and then we can. 
we'll see you down there. And she turns and heads down the stairs. I go over and shake Claire and wake. <gasps> it's it's the gauntlet day. Oh. There's food downstairs. What's up, Chris? We'll see you yeah. there. <laughs> Sorry, I had a weird I had a weird dream. Uh, don't, don't. And I just walk out the door. <laughs> don't, don't. <sighs> Looking good. <laughs> Looking, Looking good. good. <laughs> 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 Still one of the best lines ever. Our first time in Dimmerhold. It's the champion team. So you all you all gather up your things and head downstairs? Yeah. Yep. There is a large table full of food, orange juice, bacon, eggs, sausages, everything you can imagine. We go eat. Yeah, yeah, we're eating. Yeah, we're eating. Smokey is eating in the same room. I'm eating. All right. You go and you sit down and you eat. There's, like I said, plenty of food. Orange juice. In totally. the morning? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't want to get any scurvy. Oh, you hate the scurvy. <laughs> Are we pirates now? Arr, scurvy. Gotta drink me orange juice now. You get your orange juice, you get your bacon, your sausage, there's bread, everything. You talk about anything while you're down here? Anything at all? So I wonder... <clears throat> I wonder um, what... Who's gonna, who's gonna have to fight who in a, a gauntlet today? Yeah, I'm sure it won't matter who it is. Well, I mean, I don't know if we know anyone that we're fighting. Cured? Oh, that'll be all right. Just know I'm cheering for you once I get eliminated. Maybe it'll be me and you in the finals, Chris. <laughs> Cured-y. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to act like I didn't hear any of that because I need some positive thoughts. Maybe and... it'll be me and you, Mogart, in the finals. Maybe. Maybe it will be clear. No. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Claren, are you excited for the fight? Mm. So no? Claren, maybe it'll be me and you in the finals. Smokey, maybe it'll be me and you in the finals. Sorry. Oh, it won't be Smokey. He's not registered. George, if it's me and you in the finals, oh, you won't yeah, know what to do with right, yourself. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did. Plus, it would be me and Smokey if it was two people. Smokey's not a people. He's one of Georg's people. But there can only be two people in the finals. But technically, you're not the people. You're a wolf. True. Am I qualified anymore? Uh, Paul. You might need to ask Jennifer yes. about that. I am going to switch to the cantrip stone. Okay. Uh, before we head out. Mogert holds up a cup of orange juice. But we are the champion team. And honestly, if any of us are fighting today, just know, well, all of us are fighting but I will be cheering for all of you, and I expect great things. I hold up my glass and say, it's a good day to die. Claren, you are so negative, it makes me sick. Well, we won't die, because they'll just revive us, but... Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, Claren, I'm supposed to be the negative one. Stop. You're taking Chris's job, you stupid. No, I'm <laughs> You suck! <laughs> Paul? You Hits suck. him in the head with a staff. You're taking Chris's job. You're supposed to be happy, Claren. You met your dad. He's not too bad. <clears throat> oh, that rhymes. I, I think I could talk like this forever. Well, you know... Okay, um, thank you. <laughs> I mean, we really could. <laughs> you know, I... The truth is, it could be any of you guys who win... <laughs> And I'm sure no, it couldn't. It'll probably be cured. Let's but face it. let me say this, and then we, sh we should probably get going. Up. Juniper, am I still qualified since I'm not a people anymore? He's like a wolf. What do you mean? 
Oh, so, you're whoa. still a person. Are we sure about that? Let me say this. You, you all are going to be facing some fierce competitors. I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I, I would think that they, you know, I mean, there have been some really strong fighters out there, okay? Sure. And you all won't have each other. I know. It's going to be every man and woman for themselves. And so are we going to get to go? And Wolf. Are we going to get to watch everyone participate? Or are we going to be no, fighting yeah, at the same No, 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 no. You, you will, yes. Places. They'll go in order. You will get there this morning. They'll, give, they'll go over the rules with you real quick. And then they'll draw uh, for which round you're in. So you're already grouped with who you're going to be battling against. I don't have that information, but it's already been chosen. You will draw... Um, they will draw for you, I guess, probably, which order you go in. So one of you will go out, and you will have your round, just like the one we watched last night. And then when that one's over, there will be a short break, and on the hour, uh, the next round will start. And this will happen until all five rounds are done, and then there will be a sixth round. What about Tilly? Oh, you mean you mean Nellie Tillywink? Um, yeah, uh, yes, she... Um, what did you think about her last night, huh? Uh, what did um, y'all think? Oh, she's, uh, you know. The worst, right? I do not like her. I knew it. I've I've had to battle that for a long she's time. She's just a little grabby. Not only that, she's just the worst. I didn't see her grab anybody. She just swung her axe. No, I mean with us. She is a thorn in my side, honestly. You know? I, th- I thought you guys were friends. I mean. <sighs> really? She said you were best friends. Did she not say that they were best friends? That's what I heard. Oh, she did. I think I'm I heard that. Pretty sure that you're all not hearing like correctly. Like she used to be at your house all the time with you and your mother or something. She told like stories about you, like peeing your pants and like like all kinds of stuff. Like only like like childhood okay, that's friends. Enough. Like yeah, childhood she said friends. Was at school and some like honestly pants to you or something. I don't know. A lot of pants stories. Honestly, she's not, and uh, y'all would watch out for her. Why? Just watch out for her. Uh, uh, don't tell me. I don't like her either. Like I said, handsy. Really? She's a little grabby. I don't know. Just watch out for Tilly. Just don't really. You don't want to mess with her. But she, she'll she be in the crowd, I'm sure, today, but she's not competing. I mean, she already competed yesterday. So this is the first round, the first round of the qualifying round. And then the next one will be a little different. So we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But we do need to be going. Each of you will be in your own group, fighting your own warriors. Just do your best. You lose today, and you lose. You're out. See y'all on the other side. And of course, she says as she stands up, once you all do win your qualifying rounds, as I'm sure you will, you'll all battle one another for your rank. Oh. Oof. That'll be interesting. That's, uh... Who wants a rope dart in How does a champion team... Claire and you is so vicious. How does a champion team fight against its own champion team? I don't think I thought of this through. <laughs> thought of this through? Shut your mouth, Well, Claren. you can think about it on the way, but we do need to be going. Well, Mogert chugs the orange juice. Are we there yet? Slams it on the table. Let's go. Yet? I also chug orange juice. Mogert grabs another <laughs> orange juice. Chugs it. Okay, that's enough. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And Juniper goes I'll out break the door. Glass. <laughs> Garla uh, sees you all heading out. She waves, have a good day and uh, good luck. Oh, yeah, we hung out at the Waxing Weigh-In last night. Oh, Filthy, waning. rotten traitors. I... Sorry. Waning. Filthy traitors. <laughs> you all head out into the street, and you begin to make your way toward the center of the Lunar Circlet, which is where the arena stands tall. You've been now a few times, and it's it's morning. It's, you know, between 9 and 10, so you got plenty of time to get over there. 
You all walk. You finally arrive. And the gates are closed, not allowing entry, but people are already starting to congregate. People are kind of hanging out. You see some some like um, food vendors setting up out there. You can smell a lot of like breakfast type foods being cooked and also like some sausages and and some escarglow over there, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. Anyway, you guys finally get over, you get to the door, and, and there are like some guards standing there, and there's a like a big burly dude, human, uh, with kind of like a big belly. Uh, good morning. Uh, uh, I'm afraid we're not allowing entry just Champion yet. Champion team, it is here. Yes. Competitors, so you're com- I'm the people's champion. You're competing today. I am Mogut Stunfire. Okay, well, uh, let me just... Okay, so let me well, check the list. We're not here to ask for cupcakes. He's, he pulls out a list. He starts flipping through. Uh, oh, Mogut Stonefire. Yeah, you're here. Got gotcha. you. So you can go. He gives you like a little... <laughs> this little like um, little like ticket type thing. He gives um, it to you. You go in. Yeah. So does Smokey just need to stay with in like the crowd or... Uh, he probably can't go in there. You can, take it, you can take the dog in with you. Obviously, he won't be able to go out into the... Well, oh, well, wait, let me ask you a question. Is he like a companion, like a beast? Like, does he fight with you and stuff? No. Okay, well, they'll take care of him inside. You can take him into the waiting room, so he'll be fine. You can take him uh, in with you. Okay, come on, Smokey. You head in. All right, uh, who's next? The People's Champion. Church flipping through. Uh, what's what's your name? Cure. Cure again. Oh, wait, uh, it actually it does say it says Cure, the People's Champion. Uh, sorry about yeah, that. Here you go. You. Checks it off. He gives you a little ticket. <laughs> yeah, Next. Keeps rocks in socks. Oops, 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 oops. Oh, yeah. Here you are. That's an interesting name. Uh, but here you go. Nonetheless, and who am I to judge? He marks it off. He gives you a ticket. Thank you. His mother's name he looks is over. Chris. Oh, hey, Juniper. Juniper, good to see you. Oh, hey, George. Hey, George. Um, can, I'll just go on in with uh, Kjorg and the others if that's okay. Oh, sure, sure thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then he looks at you. Clarence. Name? Ulrich. Do you want mine or my alias? You don't know. <clears throat> Balric. Uh, last name? Nightrain. Search flipping through, flipping through. Uh, yep, here we go. Balric Nightrain. Yeah, that's me. Checks it off. Gives you a ticket. He's a liar! Thank you. He's lying! You no, just kidding. What happens if I would have said Claren? Would they just said no? Name wouldn't be on the list. You would have gotten punched. Easy oversight. I played, okay. I played that one pretty good. Y'all go inside and, you know, pretty close together and you step in and there's a hall going forward and then there's a, a gate that is open for you to walk out into the arena. And there are a number of folk out here. Let me see. Um, I think, if I'm not wrong, how many do we have? Six per each. Is it six in each round? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six in each round. So six times five is 30. So there's about 30 people. Uh, well, there's not quite that many yet, but there are a number of people um, that are gathering up uh, toward the center. In the center of the arena, what's there now that wasn't there last night, is a giant statue of Dervetter. A huge, which you've seen this, you guys have seen, most of you except for uh, Mogert have seen this before. Um, but it's different now. There is now this wooden statue in its arms of Otonia. What? Oof. Great. Oh, um. Masterpieces. This. I've never seen anything so beautiful. Yeah, it's really something. Um, I guess you guys wouldn't have seen, but the opening ceremonies were, well, they were beautiful. And this, this likeness of Atonia was, was, I guess, a sort of gift from the ambassadors of, of, of Fallen Grove. So that's Atonia. So you all continue forward. You get up there, and there is a big, big old statue. Um, and then there is a woman standing on it. She is. She looks to be elven, and she's holding like a chart in front of her her hands. And she's kind of marking on it, scribbling on it. 
and you see a couple people walk up and hand her a ticket. Do you all also go forward and give her your oh, ticket? Is that what you're trying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go hand her my ticket. I uh, I go give her my ticket. Okay, you guys line up and you walk up giving her a ticket. Give her a ticket. I'll take your tickets here if you'd like to pass them tickets, forward. Tickets, please. Yes, please. Pass me your ticket. I'll, I'll accept that. Let me see. Who there you go. Is this the Polar she, Express? She has like these tiny little like half moon glasses on her nose and they're the kinds that like don't have the earpieces. They just sit on your nose. She's wearing like what looked to be some kind of wizard's robes. Uh, let's see. Mogut Stonefire. Here we are. Have you? Yep, that's marked? me. If you, um, if you'd please just make yourself as comfortable as you can. Thank and you, ma'am. Here directly, we shall, of course, um, so tell great. you all the order you'll be going in and, and give you the instruction that you need. Thank you so much. Uh, she reaches ma'am. forward. Uh, see, Kjorg, the people's champion. That's me. Thank you, Kjorg, and uh, uh, best of luck to you. Thank you. Next. Chris hands her her ticket. Keeps rocks in socks. Well, that's an interesting name. Do you have a shorter version of that that you like to go by? Yeah, you can call me Chris. Chrissy. Chris. <laughs> interesting. She marks it off. Well, Chris, uh, welcome to the gauntlet. Am I, are you, a, are you, forgive me if I'm being too forward, but are you a wizard? I am. Are you a wizard? Chris? Have you studied at the School of Magic in Vinthaven? No. No. Oh, self-taught. I, I guess you could say I had a mentor, but everything else oh, has kind of just been... an apprenticeship. Was it Dumbledore? Yeah. Well, um, welcome, Chris, and the best of luck to you. Thank you. She gives you a wink. I wink back. And um, your ticket, sir? Here you go. Let's see. Oh, Balric Knight. Clara. Rain. Oh, Bal- uh-huh. Wrong name. Uh, is this... When you are announced, would you like to be called full the full name Balric Knight Rain? Or? You might call him Claren. Just call me Knight Rain. Night rain. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. It's dramatic. I like it. Um, thank you, and uh, we'll be with you all shortly. So you all uh, get settled in. You kind of hang around. There's a few other people around, like I said. Uh, you see some halflings. You see some dwarves. You see wizards. You see fighters in full regalia with their uh, armor and everything on, and, and a few other people are going up and, and talking to her. And as you are kind of walking through, Mogret, you were the first one to kind of uh, go through. As you're, you're walking along while they're still kind of checking in, you uh, see someone kind of approach you from the side, and they say, "Well, hello there." And you turn, and there is a uh, a dragonborn standing there. He is wearing full armor, looks like you know, like knighted, like knight's armor. Mm-hmm. He's got a shield, uh, like one of those that straps onto his arm here, like a kind of like a sh- not. It's it's not a short shield. Think almost like a Hylian shield, but a little smaller. But like all of his armor looks kind of normal, like chainmail. But then he's wearing a bright, bright gold breastplate. And it's got this like symbol on it that looks kind of like a sort of like a dragon's head, but like it's it's like very obtuse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rubber goose. And he, he comes walking up. He's got his his right hand on the hilt of his sword at his waist, and, his, and he says, "Hello there." Hello. My name is Drake O'Kelly, and uh, who might you be? What did you just say? Drake O'Kelly. Drake O'Kelly. Ah. Uh. The name's Mogert Stonefire. Um, Mogert, what a beautiful name. And he, like, reaches forward for your hand. Uh, she reaches in her pocket. You'd know how to give a handshake. <laughs> no, I was going to be... Super I know you're going to be super weird, but and you can be. Nice to, nice to meet you. You reach forward like a normal handshake? Yeah. Well, he takes your hand, he turns it, and he leans down and kisses it. He kisses her hand? Oh, He does. My lady. Is he wearing a fedora? What a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh... 
I guess uh, that was very different than... We don't do that in the drylands. Oh, we, no, gentlemen, where are you all from? We just give a high five or... Oh, well, I'm I'm not below a high five here and there, but Draco Kelly, I was a proper gentleman. So there's a you dragon. To Draco Shut your mouth, boy. Uh, have you seen many dragonborn? Maybe not that many. He's red scales, but they're they're, they're a little they're red. They're orange, but they're a little oh, like orange red. Is this a creation? It is. Yes. He's trying to make it the orange. Drake O'Kelly. Yeah, this is an NPC. Cre- Let me just be upfront. This is an NPC creation bah. from Ryan. And Caroline Zwimke. It's a collaboration from wow. Amish Papa and Pandacaro from the. Uh, oh, wow. Y'all are awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they got approval. I gave them my approval. And since the Orange Rake and Kelly absolutely does not exist, I allowed this to happen. Except so. in that My Little my Pony little episode. Penny. Actually, he does. And this guy's a representative. He's he, There's an effigy of him in every world, uh, but so, he still doesn't exist. So I see on your chest there's a dragon. Are you. Are you. Are you a dragon? Well, I've met them, but you've a uh, dragonborn. So you don't mean, you've be met s- dragonborn. No, I've, I've met the dragons, big dragons. <laughs> of course you have. But don't tell anybody. It's of a course. Secret. Oh sure. It's just so. Do you, are you going to change? Like in Am the, I going to change? Are you going to be really big? Oh and, no, no. I am not one of the Dracon Kelly. Although my parents thought it would be fun to name me Drake and. Oh. O'Kelly, it is an old name. It has mm. passed down through all of our generation. Uh, you know, mm. we'd have that to keep up if you would. Uh, anyhow, I am... Uh, this person's voice exhausts me. Ah, uh, but our family, of course, is well known throughout much of Monumi. You may have heard of us, the O'Kellys. I have never heard of you. Have you heard of the Stone Fires? Well, no, I'm afraid. I guess I haven't, so... Oh, yeah. Have you heard of Gertie? Gertie Stonefire. No, no, I've not. Are well, any of the rest of you guys coming up on this or not? Well, I mean, I thought we'd all be kind of in. You can do what you want. You don't have to come up on this. I've never heard of your people. You've never heard of my people. So now my people will hear of your people and your people will hear of my people. If right. you tell stories and we, you know, you're here at the gauntlet. Of course, and I hope we're not. On the same battlefield, I would hate to. Hello, Mr. Miniature Dragon. Oh, hello. He turns and he kind of like stops for a second. Um, he's tall. He, he is just a couple inches shorter than you. And so he's a little surprised to find, to see you like face to face like that taller than him. Oh, is this your, um, your, is this your so, boyfriend, your husband? Oh. Well, um, your mate? Uh, that's his... Very odd to say, Akiorgia is, is my it? friend. And, oh, so um, no then. So I, no, there's I mean, no. Oh, g- met- good. Orangey, glad we're not. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm very glad that. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yes, I'm quite glad that you're. Um. The although I'm certain that some lucky gentleman. I nudge. I nudge, Moger. Orangey, glad we're not. <laughs> Aren't you glad there are you? Orange, orange. Because he's orange? <laughs> he's orange! All of a sudden you hear Chris <laughs> laugh awesome. and he's right in the middle of everyone, but nobody saw him sneak up. Uh, oh, goodness, goodness. Well, <laughs> uh, oh, dear Lord. Well, it is, it is good to make all of your acquaintances. My name is, <clears throat> my name is Drake O'Kelly of the O'Kelly 
name? Dracon Kelly. Yeah, apparently he doesn't change into a huge dragon like Theldrum. Like but the one uh, that fell on me? Oh, man, that would be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't. And I just start, like, obsessively winking towards everyone. Oh, so he really does, and he's lying. Anyway, I is uh, I, I'm going to go now, but Miss Stonefire, if you are looking for a night on the town, I would love to take you to dinner one night. I don't know. Hold the phone. Say yes, Moe. <clears throat> Say yes. Uh, well, I'll be in the town, and usually it turns dark at night, and oh, well, yes, and. So at at uh, at nightfall, then perhaps we can go to dinner. Where where will you be staying? I don't know. Um, I'll let you know. I do have a dog, and uh, he is. It takes a lot of effort to uh, take care of him, and he's he gets hungry a lot, and so uh, he's right here behind me. This is Smokey, and she like grabs him by the collar and kind of pushes him toward Drake, kind of like pulls him. Oh, hello there, Smokey. Say hello to Drake. He's not the dragon. He uh, he kind of Smokey kind of stands there and Drake leans down and scratches him behind the ears and Mogi's leg starts Smokey's leg starts doing that cranking thing. Mogi. That's a good boy. Anyhow, I, I'm perhaps we'll get together after the competition today. Sure, maybe. I don't know. We might see you around. And then dinner. Well, we usually eat later, but uh, well, yeah. All right. Um, well, it was good to meet you all, and like I said, see you on the battlefield. And he turns and walks away. About that time, uh, you hear a voice. You actually hear a whistle, like a, a loud whistle come across. Uh, and over on the platform by the statue, there is standing a man. He's an older, grizzled-looking dwarf who you, you, Kjorg, have seen, and the other two guys have seen as well, Margaret, you weren't there. It's Volric Blackfist. Um, he's the one who was, like, talking for the king when y'all met here that night, and he asked y'all to go fight the wolves and stuff. But he's on, like, a crutch. He's walking with, like, a crutch, like he's been injured. All right, you lot, gather around. Uh, the queen's going to talk to you before the competition. He turns and, and steps out of the way, and Queen Barda steps up. Competitors, welcome. And, uh, well, it's the last day of the first week of competitions. I'm sure you're all very excited and nervous and ready to prove yourselves. So just a couple things, and um, we'll soon be letting everyone into their seats. You all will go into your waiting rooms uh, we'll tell you where to go here in a bit. And of course, if you're not going until later and you want to watch from the stands, you're welcome to do so. Just make sure uh, when the match before yours ends that you go into your waiting area and get ready. Okay? I'm ready now. <laughs> I'm sure you are, Kjork. Uh, essentially, this is it. You can use any spell, ability, strength, weapon, or power that you might have. Only don't aim for a lethal kill we're we're not seeking to kill each other out here that being said the clerics will be on hand ready the moment that someone goes down to heal them and to help them but as you all know in the first day there was an incident where a certain figure tried to kill uh, one of our contestants after he had obviously knocked him unconscious so no beheading nothing like that of course you're putting yourself at great risk this is a battle and you're trying to win but just don't kill each other, okay? As soon as you are uh, declared unconscious, the announcer will declare that loudly. Clerics will retrieve you from the field and immediately set about healing you, and you'll be good to snoop. We are going to now uh, draw for the five rounds. And let's see, I've chosen five of you to come up and draw for your team. Uh, Kjork. Mogert. Stonefire. Yes, sir. 
Chris keeps rocks in socks. That's me. Uh, cl- uh, bo- um, Boy. Uh, n- night, night rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Night rain. Uh, um, uh, night rain. And uh, let's see. And uh, Draco Kelly. Who? And so you all walk up, and then Drake walks up beside you. Oh, hell, look at this. And fancy us being here again together. <laughs> so weird. The elven lady who took your tickets from you, she walks up and she holds out literally five short, um, like stone straws. Where are the pencils? No, no, no. You simply draw one of these from my hand. You take one. Oh, take and it. And each is uh, numbered, right? Well, in that case, allow me to go first. And Drake steps up. I take one. Okay. <laughs> Grab, uh, roll me a d6. Two. And then Drake, uh, um, all right, I'll take that. He rolls his, and he rolls a five. Next. Mogert will go three. Okay. Claren will step up. All right, Claren. One. Oh, boy. And that only leaves one. Means I get four. All right. You will all uh, receive your assignments now. And the, well, all you five of you obviously know when you're going, but the rest of you, come and see me now, and I will tell you which group you are in and where you should report when it is your turn. May the best man, woman, win. Woo! And Roy yeah. claps. There's some clapping. There's clapping. Uh, Queen Barda gives a nod and she steps down. The elf lady uh, steps forward and starts going through the crowd and giving everybody their numbers. Well, are you all nervous? You ever seen the chicken when he knows that the, he's got to maybe die? And well, um, no. <laughs> no. Oh, never mind. But, so yes, you are nervous. A little. But I have, I, I'm okay. It's okay. I'm okay. I'm like halfway nervous and halfway not nervous. But Gertie, help me, please. Ah. I am not nervous. I'm totally fine. You know, you know, it's okay to be a little nervous. It's, it's okay to be nervous, but I'm not, so. Uh, of, of course, of course. Um, well, just listen, just do your best and. Win, okay? Win your rounds. Just win your rounds. I'll do my best. I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. We know, Jennifer. I'm terrified. And I have to I have to announce the whole time you guys are fighting. What am I going to do if I see someone, like, rip into your chest and pull your heart out or something crazy? That would be awesome. Well, they're not allowed to do I that, I thought they so... couldn't kill people here. Yeah, I know they're not supposed to do it, but, I mean, Grand did it. Well, Frying Pan is not a nice guy. You're right. He's a bad, bad guy. Oh, actually, he's an evil guy. Right, right, King evil. Says. Yeah, it's a lot worse than just bad, right? Well, look, I've got to go get ready. Good luck. Good, good luck. She turns and she leaves out the gate and starts making her way up to the boxed seats. <sighs> oh, boy. Well, seeing how nervous Juniper is made me less nervous, so I don't know how that works, but I like it. Well, I guess I'm going first. Mm, it'll be okay. Don't die. Don't plan on it. The elf with the uh, checklist walks over to you. Mr. Nitray. Yes. If you would like to follow me, I'll take you to the waiting area, where your battle will begin in about an hour. You better win. Don't choke. I'll do my best. Cheering for you. Chris, I hope this rock thing works. You go off with her? I do. Four of you are left standing there. So, as Juniper gets up to her box seats and she gets ready and the hour passes as everyone is getting set up, do the rest of you guys just kind of hang out in the in the crowd? Do you go up there with Juniper? What do you do? Mogert would just go somewhere with Smokey to be able to watch Claren. 
Maybe as close as she can get. Okay, they'll let you sit anywhere you want. Like, you can get a good seat, a good spot. Chris would be in the nosebleeds with Mogert. Because you guys are in here before, and they're letting everybody else in. So you guys can get wherever you want to go. Because it's not like, you know, it's kind of a first-come, first-serve sort of thing. They may have sold tickets by tier, but they're, they're not like seat by seat. So you all get where you want to be. You're ready. Kjorg, are you up in the box? Where are you? Are you with them? Um, I'll be on top of the box. Okay, Kjorg's up on top of the box. <laughs> uh, I'm oh looking for suspicious activities. Okay, you're Batmaning while they're uh, watching. So the time comes that the drums begin to beat, signaling that it is time for the beginning of the gauntlet. People all around the arena begin to cheer. It's very excited. The drums are going in. Then, boom! And then you hear the voice of Juniper. EJ Paul. Good morning and welcome to the final day of the elimination rounds of the Gauntlet of the Moon. Today we have five more qualification rounds to present to you, followed by our final ranking round of the competition. In our first round, we have a number of very fierce competitors. They are ready to fight. Are you ready to see them fight? There's a big cheer that rings out across the arena. Let the first round begin. Clarence, the door opens. Out you step. That big statue that was out in the middle of the arena, it's gone. Vanished. And now there is just a wide open space. There are patches of water like small ponds. You don't know how deep they are or anything like that. They weren't here a minute ago across the land. The other parts, there's grass, there's dirt. It's a weird sort of terrain. It's kind of hilly. But as you step out, you see five other gates open all around the place and outstep a number of warriors. So Holy cat, what? There are six of you. Okay. There are also a number of trees like, oh, spread out right. around the place too. Okay. So what do you do? Whoa. Do I got to find all six of these dude bros? Uh, not, they're not all coming at you. They all you see as a couple of them engage one another. Like it, they just go into battling. So tell me, what are you looking for? What do you do? Uh, well, I see a, I see a couple of big old dudes over in the far corners. And okay. Stuff. I look to my right, and I see uh, somebody with a bow. Just not really. No, two like daggers. Okay. With like a mask around their face. Okay, so cut like the bottom half of their face, like a like a thief's mask. It's a ninja. Yeah, like a like ninja. ninja. But yeah. Like a ninja. So I see him, and we lock eyes, and he just starts coming to me. Ninja. Okay, so uh, he's running towards you. What do you do? I slide underneath him as he goes to try to stab me. Okay. I take my bow, and I trip him with it. All right. As he falls, I'll get over top of him and choke him out with the bow. Okay, um, you do it. You, you catch him just enough off guard that you can kind of slip around him and pull the, you know, the wooden part of your bow up against his neck. You hold him down until he's unconscious. Tap out, bro. Tap out. You hear the announcer, Juniper, call for the clerics. The clerics come pull this guy out. You look over. The two big guys are locked in combat over there. You know there are six people in here, so you scan over to the left. And over on the other side, you see one person casting spells at another person who is holding up some sort of weird magical shield. I'll sneak up behind the one that that don't have the shield. One that's firing spells. Yep. And I'll take my rope dart. Mm -hmm. I went into an arrow. I throw it, wrap it around his leg, shoot it over a tree, and hang him upside down in a tree. Oh, okay. You do that. You wrap it around his leg, and just as you fire off to kind of yank him forward. And this dude's small. He's yeah. about Chris's size, probably a gnome. And you fire the arrow up toward the tree right as a large, like, eight 
darts of force come flying out from behind this guy's shield and strike into the dude that you're latching. He's like, into his chest right as you yank him. And so as he's yanked forward, uh, you want to try and hit his head? As he's coming through, I just want to try to hit him with the with the air, uh, the bow. So you just want to, like, baseball swing the bow at this yep, guy's face. Well, bam, hot so guy. So he, 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 like, gets hit hard in the wow. front. He's yanked back. He's flying up toward the tr- like toward the tree, and you like just baseball swing him right in the back of the head, and he's dangling there unconscious. How many people's left? So there are three left besides you. The one that's staying there, who just shot this dude, and then there are the two big guys over there. But you happen to look over and see the big guys, and they're both wielding great hammers, like war hammers. Oh, sweet! You you hear like a thwack as both of them collide with both of each other in the side of the head with these hammers and they both fall over. Sweet. So I got one dude bro left. Yeah, the wizard right in front of you. Well, as I'm knocking this dude out flying up through the tree, mm-hmm. I'm going to grab the bow normally, mm-hmm. knock an arrow. There's a fire spell flying towards you. I'm going to dodge it. Okay, tuck and roll. I tuck and roll. You dodge. And then I try it again. All right. Do, what well, are you doing? I grab the bow, mm-hmm. knock an arrow, mm-hmm. and I look down at the clip that Chris made me. Mm-hmm. And I say, I don't know what this does, but we're about to find out. All right, you draw back. I draw back, let an arrow fly. When you draw back, it, it comes back easier than usual, and it feels like it comes back just a little further. And it's almost like you can feel like a, like a hint of vibration in the string. You let go? I let go. When you let go, you hear like a small like sound when the bow twangs. It's not just a thump of a normal bow twang. It's almost like a whoosh, like a whoosh. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, and you can see you can see the slightest hint of like a glow behind the feathers of that arrow as it bursts toward this dude, and it strikes him right in the chest. I'll do a backflip and land like a cool superhero. Okay, he's still up. He is casting another spell at you. You feel as another fire spell just like glances off of your chest and hits okay. you in the side. It burns. <gasps> Ow! People are cheering. So I'm gonna take my bow again, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna run straight at him. So you're running toward him. You're gonna try yeah. and grab him or something. Yeah. As you're running toward him, you see like you see him like he's he's standing up, he's clutching his chest where the arrow hit him, and he pulls up this orb that he's using to cast spells. Yeah. And you see more of those like force darts come up and fly out in front of it, and they start flying towards you. Oh boy. And you feel them hitting you, and you feel like a couple ribs crack when they do. Um, um but you you are you being very quick on your feet uncannily are able to dodge. Mm-hmm. And so you actually, even though they hit you, you kind of move in such a way that it doesn't hit you quite with the full-on force. And so the, it's not quite as damaging as he was hoping it would be, and you are able to close the distance very quickly as these darts are hitting you. You leap toward him. What do you do? So I jump over him, and as I do, as I'm over top of him, I put the string of the bow around his, his head, mm-hmm. pin my feet to his shoulders, mm-hmm. pull back, and let the bow go and hit him in the oh, back of the man. head. Oh, man. Vi- you feel that same vibration? Yes. And you hear that sound, and when you release, you hear that, and then wham! I mean, it whacks him right in the back of the head. That's amazing. He goes face down in the dirt. Then I get to do my cool land. And Night Rain wins! Cheering all around the stadium. Everybody's going crazy. I go and pick up my bow, put it around my back. The clerics come out. They get uh, the wizard you just took down to carry him off, and then they come and they escort you out. A short amount of time passes. I head down. Are you ready for round two? Okay, it's you. The people's champion. Yeah, boy. It is time for the people's champion. Give it up for Cure. Favoritism. Cure again. Mogur, it's cheering for you, Cure again. I lean over to Mogur and go, is it kind of bad that I hope he loses? 
<laughs> you see the same terrain, the water, the grass, the trees. You got a sword and shield guy wearing armor over there. He's got like chainmail, and he's got the kind of chainmail that comes up over his head that looks like a hood. A sword and shield guy? Yep. Looks like he's got gray skin. Probably a half-orc. Oh, it's a half-orc? Probably. He's like straight across from you, all the way across on the other side of the arena. To your left, you see someone step out. They are very short. You can't tell for sure from where you are, but probably a halfling. Uh, you see they've got a short sword in one hand and a crossbow in the other. Even closer to you on your left side, uh, coming out the next area, you see a lady step out. She has short, kind of like spiky, greenish hair, uh, pointy ears. Uh, she is tall, and she is wearing what look like like snug robes, not like wizard robes, but like the tie around the waist, and she doesn't have any weapons in her hand. On the right side, you see a dude step out wearing no shirt. Uh, he's wearing jean shorts, and he has a big old hammer on his back. Shorts! Shorts! And then the, uh, across over here on the other right side, there is a uh, human who steps out who has what looks like a harp in one hand and a rapier in the other. Beautiful. Was that a half harp with shorts? The jorts uh, just looks like a dude, like a man, like a big oh, old man. A man dude. A man dude. What does Kjorg do? Kjorg wants to fight the guy in jorts. You take off toward the man in jorts? Yes. Running? And I say, I want your jorts. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you see the guy turn and he gives you like a big grin. He's got a bunch of teeth missing. Not like rotten, like they've been knocked out. And yes. he, he takes the hammer in his hand, and he starts running in your direction. I take my mace of smiting. Okay. And I meet his hammer with my mace. You want to hit the hammer? Yep. The mace of smiting, as it's flying toward it, you feel that sort of like juice come into it, you know, that extra power it's got. Yep. When it hits the head of this dude's hammer, the hammer literally explodes. What I thought, boy. You like bust through it with your mace. Oh, he just pulls hammer. his shorts off and throws them at you. <laughs> take them, take them. The dude looks shocked, like he's stunned, and people are like cheering and screaming when that happens. What do you do? And then I was running towards him uh -huh. when I did that full uh -huh. speed. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of keep running and then turn, like, do a circle and turn around and run full speed again and try to clothesline him. You clothesline him. Like, you, you do it. He's stunned, so you're easily able to do that. And you hook him around the neck, and he flies up and then down onto the ground. Just boom. And then kick him in the head. You, you just you kick him in I the head. I just kick him in the head. You kick him in the head, and he, he grunts and goes to get up. Oh, he goes to get up? Yeah, you kick him again? I jump in the air and knee his head. Oh, my goodness gracious. You jump in the air and just coming down with your full body weight and force just as he's kind of dazedly trying to pick himself up and your knee cracks on his forehead mm. and his arms fly out open and he does not move again. Very nice. The clerics come out in a hurry. I take <laughs> his jorts. <laughs> you start trying to pull the jorts off the stage. <laughs> That's so wrong. That's, That's awesome. wrong. I leave a little piece of cloth over him. The clerics tell you you can't take his jorts. I take him anyway. Oh my gosh. You steal his jorts? You still, okay, fine. You still the man's jorts. Are you putting them on or are you just taking them? Uh, please don't put them on. Do it. <laughs> put, them, put them on. You're putting them I put on. Them on. As you're putting put them, them on, on, you feel as a wave of energy <laughs> and the sound of thunder strikes you from behind. You 
go flying forward about 15 feet. Mm. You've got one leg in the jorts. With his butt cheeks hanging out. <laughs> the, that guy's standing over there with his harp in his hand, and he obviously casts like a thunder wave spell at you, which you remember Misk doing from time to time. You go ahead and pull on the jorts. Yep. All right. Put the jorts on. Across on the other side, the other three contestants are in a sort of like trio battle. You've got the knight. He's got his shield up and his sword in the other hand. He is trying to sort of strafe around and attack the elf woman with the short hair who is doing some crazy like acrobatic moves Uh, but she's got a few gashes and cuts on her where he has obviously stricken her a few times and then the little guy the halfling the the is uh, firing off crossbow bolts toward the two of them and trying to sleep behind the tree and roll out between the grass after i get blasted over there i quickly flip over and pull the other leg of the jorts on okay and then i run towards that guy with the harp yeah back towards him Mm mm-hmm and like as soon as I get close enough, it's been a while, but I pull out the whip. He's like doing like some fancy moving with his rapiers, like ha. Oh. And I grab that harp off of him. Okay, so you with, whoosh, the, whip. with the whip snap. He, it. He's like ha 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 with his rapier, and you snap and yank that harp right out of his hand. He goes ha ha up, and uh, then what? And then I put it in my pack. Oh my goodness! You steal the man's harp. <laughs> the people you stabbing everyone. And he comes towards you like stabbing with his rapier. Stealing everyone's stuff. Stabs you right in the arm. He stabs me? Yeah, you you like turn, he gets you right in the arm. Okay, when he does that, I kind of spin and get his sword arm under my other arm. Okay. And then start elbowing him in the face. You're just elbowing him. My goodness. Yeah. You elbow him repeatedly in the face until his eyes go dull and he flops. He's just kind of limp in your arm. Nice. I mean, he's he's pretty scrawny. So I'm bleeding out the arm. Just a little bit. Are those guys finished with their fight, or are they still fighting? You look over there, and it looks like the knight is being carried away. The monk elf and the halfling rogue are facing one another, and she keeps running forward, kick, 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 punch, kick, punch, and he'll slash with his sword roll and shoot with his crossbow. I walk towards them, and I try to play some tunes on the harp. You try to do that, and um, nothing is happening. It's just making some weird noises. You have no idea what's going on. Nice. Throw the harp. Uh, that's what I was gonna do. I was gonna throw the yes. harp at somebody, like a frisbee. Okay, you pitch the harp. Who are you pitching it at? The elf person. Okay, she like jumps and does like a. Uh, oh. She does the Luke Kang bicycle kick. Oh, uh, at, doing yeah, at the uh, at the halfling, and while she's doing that, you just frisbee throw this uh, harp, and it hits her right in the forehead, and she kind of like falls. <laughs> Uh, she's getting up, though, and the halfling turns just in time for you to be right up on him. What do you do? I'm going to test out my Chris invention on his face. Okay, it's fire. Yes. Yeah. So you make a fire fist. Yep. And you punch him with it. Uppercut. That sounds awesome. Okay, your hand gets real hot, and it doesn't catch on fire. It just, like, turns very hot. And you know how, like, like in summer, the air above the concrete or the blacktop gets, like, all wavy? Mm-hmm. That's how it is around your hand as you bring it into an uppercut in this halfling's chin. And it rings his bell. Uh, completely yeah, taken by surprise, it's a critical hit. And he hits the grass, like, 15 feet away from you and does not get back up. And that was the microwave, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the monk hops up to her feet from her back, does a little quick jump and lands right on her feet, and then she comes cartwheeling towards you. Cartwheeling? Yep, cartwheeling. I cartwheel towards her. <laughs> you guys cart, <laughs> you cartwheel toward her. She does like a little tucking flip and lands on her feet and then strikes you, Oh. interrupting your cartwheel. You, you get knocked down. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. She jumps. I 
push up, like with my arms, push up and kick her in the air. Okay, she jumps on the leg sweep. You do like a flip jump, and you do manage to kick her uh, in the ribs as you're coming up off the ground. And she goes flying back, but she gets back up again facing you. I could do this all day. So then I just run towards her with the mace of smiting. Okay, you pull out the mace. She comes forward. She's running towards you. She's got her hands held in like a weird way, like she's going to try to do some flurry of blows type stuff. Uh, But you bring that mace swinging down as hard as you can. She tries to move quick, but it catches her right, like between the neck and the shoulder blade. Yeah. And when it does, just your pure brute strength, it it just practically crumples her under the under that strike. She is down, and she tries to get back up for a second, strains, and then she just falls down. Yes, yeah, stay down. That is it. Cured. No surprise to anyone. Is our champion. Cheering. Next, the third round. They clear out the stage. Everything's getting ready. Juniper begins to talk again. She speaks about the upcoming round. She's getting everyone pumping. Let's hear it out for our next contestants in round three for the day. Let's see what you've got. And the doors all open. Mulgrew, you step out. She's like stretching and uh-huh. popping her knuckles, stuff like that, cracks her neck. Similarly, this time there are three other dwarves. One of them has a very large hammer in his hand. The other one has a very large axe, like double-sided axe in his hand. And the other one has a huge sword in his hand, uh, like a great sword. And they look very similar. They're all bald on top with long brown beards, and they're dressed kind of similarly. And they look like they have the same face. Dang it. They are triplets. (laughs) You're the worst, Paul. And then there is an elf uh, off to the other side. He seems to be male. He's got like longish kind of brown hair. He is wearing green leathers and he has a bow uh, strapped across his chest here and he pulls it off and knocks an arrow. And then off to your right over here, there steps out a a black scaled dragonborn. Uh, This dragonborn is wielding in his hand some sort of staff and he looks to be kind of old. What do you do? Well, she's got her turtle rock in her hand. And you pull out turtle rock and you begin to look around. The moment that you do, the three twins scream and run toward each other. Toward each other? Yes. Come get the, you the yeah. Cursing and yelling and saying all kinds of crazy stuff. Each of them yielding their weapons and they just crash in a flurry of weapons and clanging and, and spitting and screaming. Uh, what? It's just a dust cloud. Yes, I, I yes would it is. say that so all fists, of us left would just... That's <laughs> yeah. Um, she'd probably just sit there for a second to see if someone come toward her. You look back, and the elf with the bow is nowhere to be seen. Sneaky. Are you kidding the clattering? He sneaks. The black scale dragonborn looks around, looking confused as well, but then he locks eyes on you, and he starts walking towards you. Not running, just walking. The name's Mogret Stonefire. Mm. <sighs> nice to meet you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And she starts running toward him. All right, you run toward him. Uh, as you're running toward him, he kind of waves one hand up in the air and he holds up the staff. You see a, a thing on the top of the staff begin to glow. And suddenly you feel as your feet leave the ground. You're kicking. You're levitating. I can fly! He keeps walking towards you. He keeps walking towards you. You hear the smallest little... And an arrow just thuds into the back of that dragonborn. And it does. He lets out a... <clears throat> And Lose you fall, and you hit the ground. You're probably 10 feet away from him, and he's like reaching back toward the arrow and scanning the area. What do you do? 
I'm going to run up and uppercut him right under the chin with my turtle rock. The dragonborn? Yes. Okay. So he's surprised. He is, he's concentration is taken. He's looking for the other guy trying to get the arrow. He turns and looks back your way just as you upper swing this hammer. When you do, the lines and runes on your skin, they glow with a bluish hue. The turtle rune on the hammer glows as well as you just crack this dude under the chin. His whole body is thrown back. I mean, like a, it's like a ragdoll effect. He just mm-hmm. goes flying. And when he hits the ground, uh, he lays there trying to get back up. But then two more arrows strike him in the chest. And he does not get back up. He's bleeding out, and the clerics are running out So would I have any idea where those arrows come from? So the arrows just came. You saw them hit. So having seen the attack, you look, and you see as a figure runs from one tree to another one. Okay. So I'm going to keep my eyes on that person. Okay. And start heading their way. You start moving in that direction? Yep. Okay. What are you wielding? Turtle rock. Okay. Two-handed? Yes. Okay. But if I hear... I wanted to, if the... If I hear an arrow or something, like pull my turtle shell off and like... You start moving toward that tree over there and as you do, you're a and an arrow just thuds into your chest. But like, not like in a vital part, just like up here. It almost like nicks a bone. I'm going to take the turtle rock and kind of break off the arrow as I'm running. Okay. You run faster? Yeah. You see an eye as this dude leans out and quickly shoots two more arrows at you, but you're able to pull up the turtle shell and they just kind of glance off of it. They just bounce off of it. And you run even faster this time running forward. Another two arrows. And you're closing the distance and now you see him step out like he's going to start to run. What do you do? I'm going to throw the turtle shell. Okay. So you, with it. you just like sideways, almost like a boomerang throw. Like I did that one time. Like right. Captain you America throw the throw. turtle shell right as he turns. And the turtle shell crashes right into the middle of his back, like between his shoulder blades. Mm-hmm. When he does, he trips. And you're able to get a step on him. You've got the hammer in both hands. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Leaping, jump, yelling. Ah! Bring turtle rock right into the middle of his yeah, back. Two-handed right into his back. All right, you crash him down. I mean, it just cracks him onto the ground. His bow catches on the ground. It doesn't break, but it, like, bends and then shoots out of his hand. And he's going to get back up, and you see him reaching back for, like, a sword on his hip. I'm going to grab his arm and put it behind his back. Okay, you try to do that, and he turns with you, and he does manage to pull a sword free. Okay. And he swipes it at you. And he does. It, it, it hits you, but it doesn't cut deep. It just kind of cuts on that arm that, mm-hmm. you're, that you're trying to grab him with. I'm, like, and You're right really close. You guys are, like... Yeah. A foot away from each other. I'm going to headbutt him really hard. Okay, so he's like on the ground still. Like he turned over. He, he just swiped at yeah. you. Does that tick you off? It ticks me off. I'm raging. You rage? Raging. So you go into a rage with that cut and you just like, <laughs> just like a Tanjiro style. Yeah. You just rear back and then just whole body weight. Boom. Just headbutt him down. <laughs> when you do, your head crashes into his forehead and then you feel as the back of his head crashes into the ground underneath. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, he just lays there for a minute looking dazed, and then he just uh, falls back unconscious. Yeah, so I'm going to pick up my turtle shell, put it on my back real mm-hmm. quick. Turn. And knock the sword out of his hand as I'm turning or whatever. The clerics are running out to get him now. You can hear Juniper announcing. You turn around, just a cloud of dust and sword and axe and hammer, and you hear yelling and all these things and and all this stuff. And, and you're running toward the other side. And I'm suddenly, gonna... 
stop before I get up in the, their grill. There's like a small pond separating you and the three of them, and, and you can see them. They're just fighting, just beating on each other, and suddenly like one of them like trips, and he grabs the other one, and they pull them back into the pond. And then they're getting up in the mud in the pond, and they're like hit. They're, they've lost their weapons, and now they're literally just punching each other as hard as they can in the face. They're each just like beating on each other's heads until like, and they start getting slower and slower and slower, and then all of them just like slink down into the water. And then you hear Juniper. Uh, uh, <laughs> and there's like a delay, uh, uh, and then everybody just starts cheering. Right. And then the clerics all run out. They wade out in the little pond. They start pulling out the dwarves, and they're just like completely unconscious. Oh, it's like, them out. I was gonna throw my turtle shell and <laughs> and hit them. Try to ding it off of them. But they knocked out. So whatever. they beat each other to death. All right, Chris. That's me. Chris fireballs the whole arena. <laughs> now for our fourth round of the day. What a pitiful morning this has been so far. Let's find out what our next group has for us. We welcome our fourth contestants. Let the match begin. Chris, you step out. It's the trees, the grass, the ponds. Yeah. Out steps into the arena, first of all, a towering figure directly across from you. Seven feet tall, black fur, a big grizzled gray scar coming across his left eye. In his left hand, he has a battle axe. In his right hand, he has a war hammer. And he is naked from the waist up, and from the waist down, he is wearing a steel ring kilt. Wow, nice. Terrifying. From the other doors come four gnomes. Your first thought is gnomes, but honestly, they kind of look like goblins. Like, they look very goblinish. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but they have they have gnomish features, but also very small and wiry like goblinish features. And they're wearing what looks like a potato sack. Potato. And they all have this weird mark on their right shoulder, like this arm here, like a tattoo. And they're all wielding short swords. Okay. So as I step out, uh-huh. um, I want to apply mage armor, and I want to scream over at the goblins. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It looks like we have a size disadvantage. Uh, maybe take out the big one first. And I like kind of look for a nod of approval or anything. They all like look at each other and then look at you and then look at the big guy. And then they all charge him, screaming <laughs> as they go, holding their swords up in the air. And as they're running towards... <laughs> as they're running towards, I want to launch a fireball at the Minotaur. Okay, you launch a fireball at the Minotaur. The fireball goes flying toward him. It's the tiny little thing, and then it blows up right in his face. When it does, he has enough wherewithal to pull up the hammer and the axe in front of his head to kind of like cause some sort of a block, but you can't really block a whole wizard's fireball. Uh, So it definitely singes most of the fur around his face and arms and chest, and he is like smacking it and, and trying to beat down the fire that's on his clothes just as these four goblin gnomes jump on him and start stabbing him repeatedly with their short swords. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so he is like flinging. He's, he's He grabs one and he throws it and it literally flies and smacks the stone wall and then falls down <laughs> unconscious. Uh, one is like smacking his legs with his short sword. One is, is climbed up onto his shoulder and is trying to like stab him behind the neck. And they're just stabbing him all over the place, trying their best. What do you do? <laughs> this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> While they're sitting there do that, uh, you see Chris start spinning his staff above his head uh-huh. and disappear. And he's oh. going to steal wind strike everyone on the field. 
So you start spinning your staff like a helicopter, um, and then it starts spinning faster and faster and faster. And as it does, you seem to like shimmer and then disappear completely. And the moment you disappear, like flat blades of wind go flying toward them. And when they do, they just strike all over the chest of the big hairy dude. And like the one that's up on his shoulder, it hits him right in the head and he just and goes flying back and he's unconscious. The one on the left uh, like holds on, but he gets hit. The one on his knee or around his legs, he gets hit. And they're just like getting beat to death. The one that got hit on his shoulders, he falls off back. He's down. The other two uh, like start, they, they shake their heads and start turning around looking for you. And they see you right as you appear. Noise. And they turn and run towards you. They look angry. Amazing. Do I have a chance to act? You do. They're about 20 feet away from you. The Minotaur looks a little dazed for a second. He's like <laughs> shaking himself and grabbing his weapons and starting to walk in your direction as well. I'd probably cast a lightning bolt in the general direction I thought I could hit <laughs> most of them. Okay, so the two are running like side by side a little bit away, so you can't hit both of them, but you can hit one of them and the Minotaur. Okay, let's go with that. So you kind of step to the right and you blast the lightning bolt. Yes. Does not see it coming. The moment that the your staff, like your the stone on your staff or whatever, it starts to glow, your hand, however it works, the moment the glow of the, the crackle of lightning begins, you see the, the goblin gnome on the right, his eyes get real big, just as the lightning bolt strikes right through him. Like literally, it passes through his chest and he just stops dead in his tracks and falls face down on the ground. And it like crackles up through him and it comes up and it's like it hits the minotaur between the eyes. His head like goes x-ray for a second. It's like a skull uh, as he's just being just electrocuted all over his body by this lightning bolt. And then he slips down to one knee and you see him do that just as the other one like raging runs towards you with a sword aloft. When he goes to swing, Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to sidestep and then smack him in the back of the head. With your shillelagh staff? With the shillelagh staff. He's pretty hurt already and freaked out, so you pretty easily step to the side and just bonk him, and he goes down. The clerics collect him and his lightning-shocked brother. You see the Minotaur stand, shake all over, and start walking towards you. His hair is all burn up. He's got smoke rising off of his horns where the lightning bolt just hit him. One of his eyes, where that scar is, like it, it's like shut and swollen. He looks like he's got big whelps over his body. He does not look good, but he still is awake, and he still looks ticked off. What do you do? Can I misty step directly behind him, try to dead leg him, and smack him in the face with the sock? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, as he is stepping towards you, you wait till just the right moment. You disappear, reappear behind him. You swing the staff as hard as you can, summoning your magical abilities at his legs, and you just sweep his hooved feet right up from under him, which is no easy task. If it wasn't for your special magic juice, you probably couldn't do it. He comes down, he lands hard on his shoulder, he lets out like a yell, and he rolls over. Swing batter batter. You swing the shillelagh with the rock sock right down on his head as hard as you can. He was already pretty messed up, you know, from the intense lightning bolt, the steel wind, the you fireball, be messed up after all that. and all the many, many, many goblin gnome stabs. And so as your shillelagh sock bag slaps him right between the eyes, he lets out a little grunt and just goes sleepy sleeps. Noise. And Chris wins! Yeah, boy! Everybody cheers, the place goes crazy, everything is great. And the four of you have successfully finished your qualification rounds. And with that, 
we are going to end this week's episode. We did it. Wow. That was fun. That was cool. Next week, you all face each other, along with a fifth unknown contestant. Scary. You'll have to tune in next week to see who gets first place. York or Mogert. <laughs> Thank you guys for Probably listening. Probably Mogert. Because I'm going to get well, hit really hard. Me and Chris are just going to say, I'm out. It just depends on myself. the roles. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was a little different, but you know we can't do I an like episode it. for every single thing that happens in the gauntlet. Or it'll be 100 episodes. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed it. We look forward to hearing from you. We love you. Good night and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. You can. We will accept your virtual hugs. You can send us an email. Or to you can letters just drop at, down here and really hug us. Um, you, can send us you can send us an email <laughs> to letters at makebelieveheroes.com. Here's Paul's address. The name's Mogert Stonefire. Um, Mogert. What a beautiful name. And he, like, reaches forward for your hand. Uh... Does he lick it? That would she be reaches in her pocket. She reaches in her pocket. You'd know how to give a handshake. <laughs> no, I was going to be... Super. I know you're going to be super weird, but and you can be. <laughs> I want to put your fingers in my, my mouth. Man. Anyway. Do I creep you out? Okay. Gonna call one name in my leg. In my leg. <laughs> Sorry. It's a final countdown. Bitty, bitty. 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 Bitty.